0: Help me to make Kip your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, Kip Nation, how are you today? I pray that all is well with you and your family and that you are being blessed and that you are following the mandates of scripture and that God is moving in your life in such a way that you actually know that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So as we listen today, I just want to talk uh, from a topic, uh, particularly now we're going into the second portion of the holiday season. We can almost divide the holidays into three portions. The first being Thanksgiving and then, of course, Christmas where we celebrate the, the, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And yes, I do know we wasn't born on Christmas on December 25th. I got that and you know that too. And if you don't, you ought to know that. Um, But it is the time that we have set aside to commemorate his birth. And so I pray that we do that and do that with dignity and honor and the respect that God deserves. And then, of course, uh, right after that, a few days later, we uh, welcome the New Year season for many churches. Between now and the end of January, there will be uh, fasting going on and praying and special prayers. And I exhort you, if you can to attend these prayer services to, even if you can't go to all of them, go to one, go to two, go to three or four, go to as many as you possibly can and get yourself involved in the daily practice of prayer so that God can really begin to move. And not only, not only your life and the life of your family, but the people that are around you that mean so much to you. Uh, It's very important that we become intercessors, um, Not just for ourselves, but for the world, for the people who we work with, the family members who are unsaved. There's so many people that we pass by every day with signs saying they're homeless. And I know some of them aren't, some of them are. But the fact of the matter, all of them need to be prayed for. And uh, we, we just have a lot to either pray for or on the opposite spectrum, we have a lot to be thankful for. Thank God for your salvation. Thank God for your life. Thank God for another time to get it right. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God that we can repent. Ask God to forgive us and then begin to start all over again. The thing about God is he gives us fresh mercies every day. And every day we have another opportunity to start all over again. So if you've gone off on a path that is less than desirable or less than holy or or less than godly uh, there's an opportunity even now for you to just ask god to forgive you and to get back on the right path to to walk this thing out to walk out your salvation in fear and trembling and even if you've been disappointed because life will disappoint you life disappoints us all but that's no reason to turn away from god all right so uh, i'm just going to be talking today um really from the depths of my heart, from the topic, all things. And I want to just kind of break that scripture out at some point um, to just help us to get a grip on life. Because when you look at life right now, when you look at the external, everything that's going on, uh, prices of everything are going through the roof, soaring through the roof, um, ways, normal ways of achieving at least balance and our wealth are are going in the opposite direction. Um, it's just so much unrest, you know. Uh, some of you were excited about being able to get your loans dismissed, and right now that's up in the air. There, there there's just so many things happening in the world today, uh, not just in America, because America is not a vacuum within itself, but all over the world there are people going through. And really, and honestly, there are people going through in worse ways than we are. And we need to pray for each other. We need to call out the seven continents. We need to pray for North America. We need to pray for South America. We need to pray for Europe. We need to pray for Africa. We need to pray for Australia. We need to pray for Asia. We need to pray for the Antarctica. We, we need to pray. We need to pray. There, there's no way in the world, and if I missed the continent, I apologize, but I think I covered them all. We need to pray and make sure that we just lift up the name of Jesus over our nations. We need to pray for the nations, and uh, God will prevail. Because at the end of the day, I, I told my daughters this the other day, that yes, we live in the natural, but God lives in the supernatural and the supernatural reigns over the natural. And we have to be confident of that in ourselves. We have to know that the supernatural reigns over the natural. So at some point, God will interject himself in this fight that we're in in such a way that we'll know that the battle is ours and that is one. won. And he's actually already has when he gave his life on the cross. But so many of us miss the the effort of the cross they they miss the sacrifice of the cross they miss the victory of the cross they miss the the pain of the cross that was taken on by christ himself so that we would have a right to eternal life because this life that we live is not our end this is just a dot in time that we observe and that we uh, occupy space in with a mandate from God, and we fulfill that mandate. If we fulfill our purpose in the earth, when our time is up, God takes us home. And so, we have to be uh, uh blessed in the fact to know that God knows exactly what He's doing, and He's not a God who wastes our time. But we need to learn not to waste His time because time is the most valuable commodity in the world. I've said a mouthful, um, just to get us started, but I, I was reading a text message i was thinking about you know the message that i had to share today and it was so funny i I said god put in my heart all things work together for the good to those who love the lord and the called according to his purpose and god said i need you to talk about that and around the same time that i was praying and getting this revelation of what i needed to share someone sent me a picture of a mug uh And the mug read like this, God chaser, my soul follows hard after thee. My soul follows hard after thee, Psalm 63 and 8. And it was weird in the sense because it connected to what God was saying to me. It was almost, it was not almost, it was confirmation. Here's what the, the, the text message said, thinking of you as usual. Thanking God for you always. You purchased this cup for me over 20 years ago. Thank you for making it hard for me to just listen. I have to study. I love you, my pastor. Appreciate you, Bishop. I, I I'm. I read that to you because when you say all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, how about just buying someone a gift like a mug like that? just sensing that it would bless them not knowing that they would keep this mug for over 20 years you know how mugs get broke all kinds of things happen to our coffee mugs but this mug intact no glue on it perfectly preserved but it reminds her and it's a symbol that she's not just to be a listener but she needs to study God's word to show herself approval, workmen that need if not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, all things. Now, when I brought her that mug 20 years ago, I had no idea it would have a lasting effect 20 years later. But listen again, but all things work together for the good. So when God prompted me to do that, or when God prompts you to do something for someone else, we may see it as a one, you know, a one moment gesture, a one time gesture. We may see a, a, it just as, you know, just something I'm being obedient to God. But what if whatever you gave them, what if whatever you said to them, what if the words of prophecy that came out of your mouth, what if the Sunday school lesson, or what if the, the message you preach, what if the moment of encouragement, what if the prayer you pray, what if? These things and their whole bunch of other things, the ride that you gave, the dollar that you shared. But what if these things were all working together in a big picture, in a meta narrative that we could not see because it's only we could only see as far as the end of our nose, we could only see the narrative of what was happening in that moment. But God had a bigger plan. And my mug, and your prayer, and the scripture, and the car ride, and the encouragement, and the positive thoughts, and the pat on the back, and the hug, and all of the things that we've done, the invitation to dinner, what if those things worked a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory? What if you just couldn't see it? So I, I say this to you, all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord. And are the called according to his purpose. So, what am I saying? I'm saying this: that all things good, all things bad, all things in between, all things that seem to be meaningless are working together for the good. And we need to be able to accept that. That even what happens to us on a daily basis, we go to a doctor, we get a bad, bad diagnosis, all things are working together. We, we go to work and, and have a bad day, all things are still working together. Our child comes home with a bad report card, all things are still working together. You don't know how many Fair to Midland report cards that I've come, I've come home with during the course of my life but it helped to build me to the man that I am today so that when I got to the place in my life where I matured and was ready to accept who I really was, it was easy then for me to graduate third in my class in grad school. I graduated in the top 1% of my graduating class. And so I'm saying this to you because I need to encourage you where you are today. If you're driving, if you're sitting in your living room, if you're sitting in your bedroom, I need you to know, and I need you to say this to yourself, that all things are working together. My husband left me, but all things are working together. Someone said I have a disease, a a terminal disease, but all things are working together. It's not just the good things in life that are working together for our good. It's the bad things. It's the combination of things. They're all working. It's working. It's working. It's working if you can see this that everything that happens in our life is like a seed in a ground that's bringing forth a different objective and a different end but all of these objectives are connected together to bring something to the forefront that's for our good and we can't see it because the the seeds and the the roots are connecting beneath the surface but it's all working together for our good and and God is making a way and, God is performing miracles and God is perfecting those things that concern us. And God is making sure that our cup one day will runneth over and that he'll, they'll run over in the presence of our enemies. You won't always be last because the first shall be last and the last shall be first but there's a series of interconnected events that must come to pass. And as these interconnected events come to pass, it brings us to a place of God's desired glory. And I need you, my brothers, my sisters, to sit patiently and wait for God's plan to unfold. Sit patiently, continue to do the work that God have called you to do. Wait on the Lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Well, I learned many, many years ago that that wait is not just sitting still doing absolutely nothing, but the object of waiting is almost like a waiter waiting on people, on on tables, preparing the, the, the food and prepping the food and bringing the food out and making sure that their guests are comfortable. Well, in this instance, in this life, We have all been given an assignment. And while we're waiting for the vision or the prophetic word or the the prophetic utterance that was given to us 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, while we're waiting, we're not allowing that utterance to control our life, but we're doing the things in systemic order, getting to the place where God wants us to be, meeting the people that God wants us to meet, the reason you got fired from your, your job, because the person that God wants to help you is on another job. And the only way to get you from point A to point B was to fire you so that you would leave and you would seek a certain type of job in a certain uh, a geographical area. And that when you got there, your personality would mesh with the other person's personality. And there would be a word, there would be a cross-pollinization, there would be a a connection between you and another individual, you bringing something to them, them bringing something to you. And meanwhile, both of you are moving in that synergistic connection of interwoven events that is working together for the good. Oh, I I wish I I had someone out there who was hearing this in, in their heart and in your spirit and that your spirit could say amen. And the reason you're saying amen is because you believe the word of the Lord. You believe the Lord and you shall be established. You believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Remember this. Believe God in spite of what you see. Now, can I explain how cancer or, or, or some uh, detrimental diagnosis works together for your good? No, I can't. Not not in everybody's situation because it says it works together for the good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. So this prescribed all together is a prescription for the believer. This is for those who love God. This is for those who have forsaken all and given their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a gift to the body of christ that all things are working together for the good to those who love the lord but you know god is so powerful he's also working together for people who are going to love the lord because he knows you're coming down the pike, he knows you're coming around the corner you're almost at the finish line of your faith where you're going to receive christ things are being set up for you like they were set up for me. I never forget. The first time someone asked me. Was I saved? And and I, I didn't even understand the term. I, I knew about baptism. I, I knew about the right hand of fellowship. But I did not understand the term. Uh, salvation. Or being saved. Or being born again. And he asked me was I saved. And I literally looked at him and said. Saved from what? But that question provoked me and followed me for the next three years of my life and one day I fell on my knees and gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ but God was sending people strategically to meet me to talk with me to encourage me a preacher's daughter to explain the difference between going to church and being saved. We go to church as a result of being saved. The first thing we want to be is born-again believers. We want to accept Jesus Christ into our life as our Lord and Savior. All things are working together for the good. But listen, sometimes we don't understand all things. We don't understand everything that's going on in our life. And we're trying to figure out. I'll tell you this. You're wasting your time trying to figure out what's good and how it's working together. Because... God's ways are not like our ways, but as far as the heavens are from the earth. So we don't need to try to figure God out. We just need to trust God. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. That's why I said to you in this season of prayer, you want to get direction from the Lord? Get on your knees. Get to the place where your church is praying. Make a prayer tent in your own home, but pray To the Father and the Father will supply not only your every need, but he will give you the answers that you've been asking for. And it may may not be right away, but it's coming. It's on the way. For the minute your prayer was prayed, it was coming back to you with an answer. We just have to wait for the right time and the right person or the right situation or the right circumstance to bring this answer to us. And then you'll say, the Lord answered my prayer. Well, let me say something to you because I, I don't want to keep talking. I know you got some kicks to make and gifts to get. And I hope that with every gift that you give and with every dessert that's cooked and with every holiday celebration that you take the time to reflect on the birth of Jesus Christ and what his birth means to you and and what his birth means to the future of the world. Because without him, we would not be here. We would not have an opportunity for the joy of the Lord to be our strength. But let me read something to you that should encourage you. Because some of you sometimes feel like, I don't even know how to pray anymore. I'm so far away from God, I can't pray. Well, you just start talking to God. And let your your conversation be your prayer. But while you're trying to get yourself in order, and while you're talking to God about fixing you, listen to this. This is Romans 8, the 26th chapter. I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation, okay? And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. So you think about every area of weakness in your life, both internal and external. The Holy Spirit is there to help us. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts and knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Isn't that amazing? The Holy Spirit is literally praying for us and pleads for us as believers. Makes intercession for us in harmony with God's own will. Man, that is tremendous. We've got help. Tell somebody I've got help. I'm going to make it. I shall live and not die and declare the works of my God. If you were thinking about ending it all, you need to declare the works of your God. For you shall live. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standings with himself. And giving them right standings, he gave them his glory. Isn't that amazing? God has shared his glory with us and we ought to rejoice and we ought to thank God for the glory that rests in our hearts every day. You've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I pray that this podcast goes all around the world, that you share it and it is shared and shared and reshared. But I pray that it touches the lives of everyone who listens and hears. I pray that your holiday season, your Christmas season is blessed. I pray that you come into the saving grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ as both Lord and Savior. And I pray that you understand the purpose and the the reason that you were both called and the reason that God has given you purpose to fulfill in the earth. And I pray this prayer with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed holiday season. Remember, find a place to pray. Find a place to seek the Lord. And God's glory will rest upon you.